Welcome to the One Woman Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Kirbanu, and this is the place where you'll hear stories, insights, and strategies from inspirational women around the world to give you the confidence needed to pursue your creative passion as a business. Welcome into 2019. I hope you are having an amazing start into the year. My guest for you today, Annika, has been modeling for 22 years and found meaning in her life when she followed her calling to the path of yoga. Now an international retreat leader, a workshop host, a three-time book author, and an on and offline private yoga instructor, her mission in life is to teach people that connection to ourselves and each other is the way towards truth. Annika, thank you so much for, <laughs> yeah, for making the time to, to invite me into your home and uh, to, to the podcast with me today. Um, yeah, really. Well, thank you for asking me and thank you for coming over. I'm so happy we're meeting again. Yeah, you're very welcome. I've been following your story on Instagram since we met and you've been doing so many exciting things and I think you have just a I don't know, from the surface of what I can see, just a really vibrant and exciting, um, but also very mindful life. I hope so. Yeah, I'm very grateful, actually, to get all these opportunities to do mm -hmm. all kinds of different things and spread myself a little bit out and experience. And right now I'm very happy about writing. So I've been having many projects this summer. This is my post from today, actually. Um, yeah, I've been writing about mindfulness like you do. And um, so that's been, I just so happy and grateful to share and I think yeah writing is one of a tool to do that and I've been grateful enough um, to get the possibility to write for Emotion Slow which is a beautiful magazine in Germany yeah. and um, currently yeah publishing my book my second book It's for Kamphausen. Amazing. That's my summer. Yeah, you're <laughs> writing. Been, you've been busy. I know. I saw the cat posts on your on your manuscripts on Instagram. So this is something that I was so interested in when I saw it on your Instagram yes. that you said you're starting to write for Emotion Slow because this is a beautiful magazine. Yes. Um, I use it sometimes to improve my German. <laughs> But they're beautiful. And you're the mindfulness contributor. Is that right? That's true. Yes. I got uh, assigned to write articles about mindfulness, which actually I'm, I'm pretty free in choosing my topics. And uh, I've been known Marila, the, the, the chief editor, for some time now. And she's... She Yeah, she likes what I do and what I write about. So she's pretty much, oh, just give me some ideas. And then I'm always burning for something. Like right now, it's um, there's the, the one that's coming out actually tomorrow is about grounding. Mm. Um, because it's just my own story. Usually I write about things that really are I'm concerned about or that reflect a little bit where I'm standing. And grounding has always been a big thing for me because I've been um, moving out of home when I was 19 traveling the world for over 10 years and I needed a lot I think I needed a house a family uh, a man to finally get me a little bit more grounded and then of course my yoga practice did the most part of me finally feeling grounded again and I feel that life now is so upbeat and so many things are unrooting and so many things are just putting on pace mm -hmm. not only in our bodies but in our heads and our thoughts so I find it such an important subject and it's the first 
mindful series starts with grounding and I'm modeling since I'm 18. So um, I think it's almost easier for me to express things through pictures than through words. Mm. But when I am, have the possibility to combine both, it's like, for me, it's this magic. That's when I can really give out and, and, and yeah, trying to capture people or put them into into moods. Like, for example, my, my book that's been published two years ago, it's about how to do a home practice, a yoga home practice. And it's not so much about that I'm telling you from A to B how to do it, but I've been really trying to put pictures out that just make you inspired enough to say, yes, I mean, where's my yoga mat? Or I don't even need a yoga mat because I'm in jeans and a shirt on the picture. And I'm like, just go out and do it. So I'm really working with moods and pictures to motivate people to get inspired to be mindful or get grounded it's so interesting so okay you just gave so many things <laughs> my little question order has just gone flying into the toilet um sorry no it's great i love it um so i think this is really interesting and i want to pick on pick up on a few things so yeah for everybody who's listening how many years have you been modeling? So you started when you were 18. I don't know your age. <laughs> I don't know when you're going to air this, but currently I'm 41. So yeah, 23 years. Wow. Wow. Okay. So that's a long time to be in front of a camera. Yes. How yes. did you get into it? Um, I got into modeling because my neighbor, who was uh, the babysitter for his daughter, he was working in um, production of TV shows back then. And um, so he was like, you know, you could really do modeling. And I was 18 and I felt like an ugly duckling. I was like you, I was skinny. I was, I was not feeling pretty or anything at all. And back then, I didn't even really know about modeling or model. Like it, was, it wasn't like as present as it is just now. Like I have a daughter who's eight. Of course, she knows what a model is. She's already been doing model jobs actually <laughs> with me. So... But back then at 18, I, I, didn't even, I didn't really have a clue. But he said, come with me. And then we did some pictures. He actually, we went to Hamburg. I wasn't living in Hamburg back then. But we went to do the pictures here in Hamburg with a photographer. And it was, it was an interesting experience. because. And I remember that photographer telling me, do you know what's the most intimate? What's your most intimate part of your body? And of course, you think about a lot of things. And he's like, it's your face. Mm. So whenever you let somebody shoot your face, that's a very intimate moment you create. And um, looking back at starting at 18 to, to model, it's like it, felt, it feels like a really wonderful experience because you really get to express. I think it's like what you do in music. It's like you use music as a tool to express. But you can also use actually the camera and express. And now I'm doing more TVCs, TV commercials, mm -hmm. which is a little bit more of acting. I think what's it's what an actor feels as well. It's just you can really use yourself to express. It's a nice, a nice work. So I, sorry, I got off trail. No, go, off. <laughs> go all the way off. So it's great. He actually, then what happened was there was a modeling contest yeah. when I was 18. And you had to send in your pictures. And he's like, come on, we're going to do it. He was really a believer into, into my work and into me. And actually, he was also the one who made me publish my first yoga book <laughs> a long time ago. So he uh, sent in my pictures. And that was 
2005 and no 95 sorry oh, I jumped 10 years 1995 so long ago and there was a contest called Gesicht 95 mm -hmm. which was like what is um, the whole the top model supermodel shows are now was back then with Kai Flaume all the Germans might still know him um, um, a TV host and I took place on that show, actually. It was on TV, it was live. Wow. And uh, that was my first experience. I, I had a, I took, well, how do you say, I was on place number four. I came four. I came four. Well, that's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it got me a contract to go to Paris. And uh, so that's what I did pretty much right after... Yeah, I did my uh, abitur, mm. so I graduated, and then I went to Paris. Wow. And what was the work like in Paris? So how was that? So it was all not glamorous. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was living with a bunch of Russian girls in an, a tiny apartment, and we were even sharing beds because oh we, we had no money, of course. I had no... I, I didn't have the right clothes in the beginning. I had no money. Um, I was working a little bit not so much and my mom was sending me packets over with food I remember that time and um but then in Paris I am um, so I mean this uh, my story is pretty um yeah, it's a lot of things happening um I met my first husband at 20 so oh, wow. and he was a makeup artist not a lot of people know that he was a hair and makeup artist it's convenient I met <laughs> I met at one of my shootings in Paris, um, and then he was like, he's American, so he said, come on, let's go to New York. And then we didn't stop in New York first, we went to Miami, Okay. and then we were a little bit in Miami, and then we went to New York, and that was my first real base, actually, then. And in New York, I worked like crazy. So this is about modeling, it's, it's not about who you are, but it's about being in the right place and the right time, and being the right look. To someone. Wow. So how do you, how do you learn that? Like, how do you learn that? What does that mean, being the right look to someone? I mean, I can make a little parallel with music mm -hmm. there, because there's one thing to make art, and there's another thing to make art that people want to hear, and deciding that. So, what does that mean, being the right look to someone? Yeah. And how did you work through that process? I think honestly, I understand it now or the last 10 years but when I was in my 20s I, I couldn't I couldn't because you're 18 19 and it's a very intense time um, I have to say I lost my dad with 18 so that was kind of the impulse of why I went away straight after finishing school it was because I needed to get out of out of what was home and how it changed and I just I had the opportunity to to do modeling to go far away so I just took it mm -hmm. So you're in an age where you are formed by the friends, your relationships you have. And I think these early 20s are, is a very important time to also um, form your personality or form who you are or what's your interest or where do you want to go and take on to life. And since I was not by myself, I was already working. I was I was working and I was working when I was in New York, I was working almost every day. I was making more money than I'm doing now at 20. Like you're not used to that. Like you're used to everybody making a couple hundred bucks or something a month. And yeah. I was making thousands. 
So you're like, wow, um, how do you cope with it? How do you deal with it? And it was um, a very interesting experience, but I was I was growing up very fast. Like I had to pay my taxes. I was filing for a green card when I was 19, 20. So I was having to cope in a, in a, in a country with a foreign language very early. Mm. Yeah. And forming your identity around that in that moment. Yes. And as you say, how, how, coming back to your question, how do you learn that? Back then I didn't learn it. Back then I was just trying to kind of, yeah, fit in. And on the other hand, I think it's also interesting because you have a shooting which is like you're totally back in the 50s. You get all the makeup, all the props from like back in the 50s. And it's amazing. And then you have like a total new edge thing the next day. So you get to really try on a different pers- a lot of different personality styles. You work with a lot of different set of people. They're mostly all older than you. Yeah. So you learn. It's a different growing up. It's a very different growing up, actually. Absolutely. There's two things that come to my mind. And the first one, because I know I want to come back to it, you're doing workshops about Mm self-love. And so I find this very interesting Mm -hmm. topic um, in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm very curious, how is that at this age, at this formative age, where you're in these experiences and you're thrown into such a space with the topic of comparison Mm -hmm. and self-love? And Mm -hmm. how did you navigate that for yourself? I think... Back then I didn't, and I really fell into all the... I think that's why I can relate to people so well, because I've been through all this, not loving yourself and not liking yourself. And it's a funny thing, because you look at a model and you think, she's so gorgeous, she's so beautiful, she must be so self-confident, she must be so happy in everything. And I think models are the most saddest personalities I've met, because we are just not confident, we are not fulfilled with who we are because there is always people because you've only been judged by your skin you're Mm -hmm. only judged by your skin it's not about who you are inside it's only by the outside so some people really like you and some people really don't so it's really hard actually to know who you are I think I never knew who I am till I found yoga so that's why I love I really, I was so thankful and grateful when I met my teacher and mm-hmm. um, one of my teacher who really got me into the Anusara, which works with themes. And I, and that's what I love. I loved including themes into physical work because then I could really work through a lot of subjects that have been like grounding or like self-love, mm-hmm. which have always been important, but also importantly missing in my life. I could work through them and I could really feel them and I could integrate them. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was just, I'm just coming back. Um, last week I was in Portugal um, with a friend, Yesham Yuva, who's a model as well. And we called it the Pure You Yoga Retreat. Yeah. And our storyline was that we know how it is being in a superficial world of people just judging you from the outside and how we found through our yoga practices to even get to the pure you what it means to not fulfill somebody's expectations or how we how we even get to who we really are and that was our whole work that whole week so it's very beautiful and I'm thankful to I love both worlds I'm still modeling yeah I mean I still have a job next week for a fashion fashion magazine and I so love to be in both worlds and to bring a little bit of mindfulness into the fashion world but also to bring a little bit of color into the whole yoga scene and yeah 
fluffy. Yeah. It's your dance. Yes. <laughs> that keeps and, it interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's your unique thing. That's, mm-hmm. that's you. So I want to take on what you just said with the retreat. Like, what does that mean? So what is your pure you? How would you define that? Oh, wow. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on that. Um, I did warn you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very interesting because the the pure me is um it's it's all when you take I have all these roles that I play like a mom of I'm a mom of two I'm a girlfriend to someone I'm a daughter to someone I'm a model I'm a yoga teacher I'm a friend so when I take all these roles away there is also something that is very intimate that is very me and that is also a very still still part of mine where I don't have to be loud and uh, Ex, how do you say um, extroverted yeah. to show show anything or to to be anything it's it's a very I think being is a very soft silent part inside of and I think that's where the pure inside all of us is very equal actually it's it's a very calm place where you can just be that's that's a beautiful place it sounds like the place that, well, for me, that I find on the yoga mat or in meditation or yeah. actually when I'm singing, yes. you know, when I surrender everything and I'm just in flow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's a, a very, a very nice, yeah, it's exactly the same for me. It's a beautiful place to be in. It's all these practices um, we have in yoga or even music. We use, we use music in yoga too. We've been chanting a lot actually last week mm-hmm. because um, it's, it's so, it's, we are all, everything is vibration. Our whole life is vibration. We are vibration. So when we sing and when we go through vibrations, we really get into the, the pure you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mantras so nice for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I had we had the Ganesha in the back end. I don't know if you've seen that picture. There was I did a, see this one. There was a huge yes. Ganesha sitting behind me in the yoga shala, and so we sang. Uh, we sang the. Um, we had the Om Ganapati Namaha mantra. We were and all of us, and it got really loud. And it was like when we were really quiet, whispering it, and just and silently we had it just follow the vibration inside of our bodies and everybody felt so courageous because as one of the last things we did at the end of the retreat because retreats are beautiful but they were such a holy place you were so untouched by anything you usually you don't have a real phone connection or anything so you were totally outside of your regular day-to-day life Mm. but we wanted everybody to give a powerful feeling to really be the pure you now going back into your everyday life so we did this mantra it was beautiful that's so nice how do you so this is something really interesting for me because (laughs) your eyes just looked at me like what's the next question come (laughs) on um i think it's very um it's incredibly how can I say, rewarding, but also there's a huge responsibility to hold space for that. So what do you do for yourself, or how do you hold space when you're creating this place for people to come, to be vulnerable, to surrender, to release, to have what they need, which can be quite intense sometimes. 
Do you um, mean hold that space for them or hold that space for myself? Hold the space for them and then afterwards hold the space for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I, when I teach, um, oh, it's a beautiful work. I've, um, and I do lots of, actually I do lots of personal trainings. I teach t uh, three to four personal trainings a day, actually. Yeah. So I really get to work with people on their progress, on their process of getting somewhere. Usually everybody's working on something. And it's very easy for me to hold that space because it kind of like, yeah, because when you teach, you're more or less like a vessel. It's kind of coming through to you and you're just offering and giving but letting people their own space to feel digest and do with whatever you inspire them to do. So I think that's what I really learned during teaching. It's I'm not actually teaching them. I'm just giving them some ideas and inspiration, but they, they're doing the work. And it's beautiful if you keep that distance to just let them progress, process, and watch them do it. Mm. Um, it's, I think it, a lot of it is about giving space and time. I'm not one of the teachers who has retreats where there is from five in the morning till eight in the evening program i know lots of people want that they come to retreats and they're like oh what are we doing in the afternoon and then what do we do then and where are we doing i'm like just be <laughs> and i'm trying i'm trying to teach people to like you know what it's a retreat retrare it means just to take yourself back from a lot of things and we're always like in uh, stimulating and consuming so it's the hardest for people just to be and uh, what I'm offering them is like here's a lot of time and space to be <laughs> yeah. and that's really interesting that it's hard for people mm -hmm. that they still crave that stimulation how are the reactions that you find to that to that space like how are people's reactions to that space has there been anything really intriguing for you um well Uh, the good thing is, like, I'm teaching a lot of things. I'm teaching with two teachers, so, like, as with Yeshem or with Sandra von Sabiansky, we're just um, teaching. So I think for, for students, it's nice to have two different people, two different characters to go to in case they feel that it's too much space they're being left alone in. <laughs> or what I've actually watched the most is, And that's what I think is nice too as a teacher is I'm, I'm, um, I'm there with the group but I'm also taking myself out of the group because I believe in synchronicity and the people that are there in one retreat, they're supposed to be all meeting each other and exchanging stories and exchanging experiences. So I'm leaving a lot of space also like like to the group and I'm like like just in Portugal they were like so what are we doing now are we all going to the beach and I'm like well I don't know ask so and so because she wanted to go to the beach too and I'm more trying to make the people connect with each other mm -hmm. and then as being the teacher connecting to the student apart from of course the times where we are there to teach but I think that they are and it's so it's been so enriching actually and they're so grateful for the friendships that they actually build and for whatever is happening between the students so I'm encouraging everyone who's too shy to come to yoga retreat because they think I don't know anyone it's the best experience go to a retreat alone and even book a double room with someone you don't know it's the best experience I've done it myself and I've always been rewarded beautiful yeah 
nice that you're focused on facilitating connection between people. It's all about connection. That's my hashtag. <laughs> yes, I put it under everything. It is. I read it on your website. It's That's right. all about connection. I made a note about that. Wait. <laughs> I don't know why I bought the writing down questions. <laughs> you're still in your program here. <laughs> yes. You say that connections are the most important thing to you. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> well... That's, it's like, I think I need a vision for why I'm doing this work. And that is really my claim. And that's my motivation. And I want to bring people into connection with themselves, with their body, with their mind, with their thoughts, emotions, their heart, and other people, of course. Because once you are more connected to yourself, you can connect easier to others and to life in general. Um, connections is the first thing we crave after once we're born. It's a connection to our mother. It's a connection to our um, teachers, friends, family, partners. And we have, we were actually, yeah, kind of like genetically formed to crave for connections. And I love this saying that it needs two people so one can see himself. Mm. Um, I think that we learn through connections, we see each other, we grow. Um, it's something we can't do alone. So I love connection. Have you read Brene Brown? Yeah, <laughs> I love Brene Brown. I have a song where I literally have her saying connection. Connection is why we're here. It's what gives meaning and purpose. It to might. Life. It might even be that I I got inspired by her with connections. Maybe her work is fantastic. I love. Yeah, I love Brene Brown. I Oprah. We mentioned Oprah before yeah. in the conversation we had. I love her too. Yeah. Like. It's beautiful inspirational influential people i love quotes mm. um and i always love to get inspired by reading a lot of books um yeah what, what kind of books are you reading at the moment mind like water i'm reading at the moment mm. it just got i think it just got published it's a beautiful i just started it um and it is very funnily linked to a theme I've been teaching a lot right now and that is uh, femininity I think that's what we talked about too about how to be a woman and uh, one of the elements of a feminine element is water mm -hmm. and a lot of things he writes in his book is actually very uh, can be very good adapted to our own femininity mm -hmm. so difficult word <laughs> um so Mind Like Water, I'm just reading, yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, it's a really good book. Wow, I would check it out. I'm reading online marketing. Reading <laughs> that, that, sound, that doesn't sound like a watery flow. That flowy. doesn't sound like water at all. <laughs> I'm reading Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. And you know what I'm doing right now? I'm doing the Six Minute Diary. Have you have you have you seen it? Read it? Done no. It? What is that? It's really nice. Tell it's me. because you've been we've been just talking about the mindfulness and how you. Uh, what you do with your book. We can mm. talk about your book too. <laughs> we can. <laughs> and and how you were just saying, you were just saying to me that, um, now I'm interviewing you. Um, yes, you, we'll switch. <laughs> okay. That you're asking these questions in the morning. So the, this book works a little bit the same. It just gives you three things to think about in the morning and three things to think about in the evening mm. and fill it out. It's a little diary. Mm. And we always say we don't have time to make a diary, but we have 
three minutes in the morning and we have three minutes in the evening. And it's all about putting you in a positive mind space. So this reminded me of what you just said about your book. It sounds so much. Yeah. yeah. So it works kind of like you should definitely check it out. I will check it out. Three, yeah. Six minute diary. Three six in the morning. Six minute three diary. Night, three yeah. questions. So one question, one minute. Yes. Awesome. It's really nice. I and it's, it's, I think it's, it's good because we need to, it's like a muscle we need to train to be in this mindful positive mind space and then it's it's the law of attraction of course it's like whatever you put your your thoughts and your energy into it's what you will get so we all need more of that we do and i think it's really anything that helps us reflect on ourselves and our own mind space because as as we said before and i think with modeling always putting these pictures up and all of this photo real everything's amazing and beautiful and oh my god wow what is my life <laughs> oh, why doesn't my photo without makeup work on instagram why do people stop looking at me why do i need to use 10 filters yes <laughs> 15 apps and that goes half of my day um you know like at least even for myself like it's so easy to get outside of me you know looking at all of these things social media pictures the phone like the screen all of the stuff so Mm -hmm. finding that balance because it's not that that's bad that's a beautiful thing actually for connection Mm -hmm. i find instagram especially amazing for connecting to people totally incredible the it's it's mind-blowing actually to me but on the other hand like how is our connection to ourselves when we're in this world with our attention it's a very good point and i think you really need to manage your time about that and yeah. it's it's really about stopping too and it's like even putting um restrictions on not using the phone when you're in bed yeah because you can really lose an hour before going to sleep and then you're filled with all these images so i think there's times like the first thing in the morning shouldn't be grabbing your phone and checking social media but it should be connecting to yourself it should be the last thing in the evening okay, um and i think it's just about putting some um some how do you say some looking for the English word Uh, boundaries 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 (laughs) (laughs) what I'm looking for putting boundaries to that Um, yeah I spoke with someone the other day actually a podcast interviewee and she said she has an app on her phone that actually locks her out of her her apps like this wow there are apps that you can use so that you can parent yourself (laughs) I heard about it on the on the on the computer I didn't know you you have them on your phone too apparently yeah but I mean if that's what you need crazy how where where it came all to right Mm. totally but on the other hand and I, I would touch on this now so you're self-employed, is that right? It's always been. Yeah, so interesting. So, <laughs> you're, and you're really self-employed with a number of different things. Yes. So you're you're modeling. Mm-hmm. You do, as you said, you're doing private yoga classes. You're doing retreats. You do workshops. You do um, a lot of online stuff. You just mentioned that you're now working writing for emotion slow magazine i'm writing as a contributor for emotion slow i'm writing yeah. on my third book and i'm yeah. I'm just having an another uh, my second or third dvd released and i'm doing online classes with yoga easy yeah. as well so yeah i'm having a couple a couple of things a few <laughs> projects going on there <laughs> um, so and i'm a mom i'm yeah, yeah sorry excuse me yeah i have two kids <laughs> And, and two, two cats. cats. <laughs> exactly. That demand attention. <laughs> but like I'm, I'm saying all of this because 
you know, there's a role for the internet, and especially as freelancers or self-employed women, there's a really a big role. And the reason I'm reading an online marketing book is because understanding the power of this to help connect to people and also to get the message of our work into the world. True. So what do you do? How do you, how do you use social media, things like mm. this, to help spread your message, to mm. help connect into your audience? Mm. True. I'm, I'm actually, like as you are, very fond of Instagram. Mm. And I think that's where I have got the most intention. Like I've been going a little bit away from Facebook. I like Facebook for the feature of inviting people to events. Yeah. That's like the only thing. But even from the content, even last night, um, it always happens to me on Facebook or never on Instagram that you look at something um, and then you, you a video shows up, which is a very crucial video and somebody's just sharing it because it's a harsh video on, on some animal being treated very cruel and they just want to make their anger public, but it leaves you with images that I just don't like. And then Facebook, it happens a lot to me that you get confronted with things that I don't actually want to have in my feed. Mm. Where on Instagram, it's I think it's pretty much, we say people are attracted by beauty. And I think Instagram has that. It's a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more positive, a little mm. bit more beautiful, a little bit more full with wisdom. Like a lot of people putting beautiful texts and quotes or combine them with pictures. So I'm more a fan of Instagram. And um, I'm trying to post every day once. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I have maybe one or two days a week where I don't do it. But yeah, oh, I do once a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you use a content management system for that? Like, do you just post on the fly and, and let come, like, let whatever come out come out? Or are you I, planning that in advance based upon things like I, your books mm -hmm. coming out, the journal things coming out, your... I try to plan it a little bit to think about where I will be and when it will fit. Um, and I'm, of course, I'm lucky enough to have lots of um, photo material because I'm doing all these shootings. And then I have people just, and I just ask them, like, oh, can you do that snapshot too? And can you do this of <laughs> me too? So that is a luxury to have a really nice lit out pictures of myself. Um, and I like to prepare them a day before, actually. I write them in the afternoon, evening before, mm -hmm. so because I, I like to read over things. So And then in the morning, I, I just... Because my mornings, they start. Um, I have to get the first kid out at 7, the second kid out at 8. So um, I, my mornings start pretty much with an, uh, a program. So I don't have an hour just to write something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I would do it. And then I read it over in the morning, check everything, put the hashtags, and off it goes. Because mm -hmm. I find mornings the best time to post. That's interesting. So that was my next question. Yes. I have a completely different experience. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we both live in the same country, so that's really interesting. But my yoga crowd is the crowd that's up at 7, 8, and I have the mummies. They oh, always check in the mornings. Okay. I, you're a musician. It's like I, my... my, my <laughs> boyfriend is a musician I know he can stay up till four in the night and then uh, he would love to sleep till 12 like okay I'm not that bad <laughs> I get up between seven and eight like so the time you're between your two cats is when I'm kind of rocking up um no but I find my posting so my better success is between six and nine p.m when I post during the morning and I tend to post in the morning because that's when I remember to do it so I'm totally not organized at all like I'm like probably the worst example for social media views I'm like alright here's something um, and then you know but they, the crowd or Instagram recommends that my best engagement is between 6 and 9pm in the evening where did you get that recommendation? the insights 
the insights on Instagram. Oh, I have to check that. I'm learning from you now. Oh my God, I'm going to show you. So, <laughs> in case, so to all of our listeners, in case, okay, pick up your phones. <laughs> We're doing an online Instagram check. So you're going to pick up your phone. And then, um, so when I go into, wait, where are my insights? Ooh, ooh, that's not what I want. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go to my home screen. Yeah. And I've changed it a little bit, but in the top yeah. right-hand corner, there's three parallel lines. And you click on this. Yeah. And then it says insights. Yes. Yours was probably going to be in German, I guess. Do you want to check if it's absolutely about mine? We're totally going to see. It may be. Maybe I'm going to change it. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I mean, this oh, is I really helpful. Let the cat in. It's okay, guys. If you hear meowing or clawing at a chair, it's the cat. <laughs> they, they would never do that. <laughs> I just started doing it before. <laughs> I'm not sure about that information. <laughs> okay. So, okay. We're going to go into. I yes. Don't have so insights. You don't have insights. I don't, oh, I'm sorry. Don't have Is it a profile? Do, do you have a business profile? No. You have to make it a business account. Ah, uh, okay. But you can do that. I can do that. You don't that. need to have anything. Sorry, more. guys, that will take too long now to coach you through. <laughs> okay. So, guys, if you want to, I think, and I could be completely wrong. So, my understanding of Instagram, if you want to have insights, you need to. Make your Instagram profile a business profile, which means you're going to go into your settings and then you're going to scroll down to something that says switch go. to business yeah. account. Yes. And then you're going to click on that and you're going to give it the little information that it needs. And then, yeah, so I can show you my insights. And then it basically, it tells me the engagement, the number of people that were clicking on mm -hmm. posts, I think interactions, sorry. Mm -hmm. You see also story features, the number of people that discover posts, the number of impressions. Um, you see who engaged with what content on the feed, like so on the wall posts, but also on the story posts. And this can be interesting because it might be then you see that okay, um, this picture did really well, so maybe I should post more pictures like this, mm -hmm. or maybe the caption. Um, this didn't do so well, so maybe I shouldn't do that. Didn't do so well either, so maybe this color wasn't a good idea for the quote. And then you can see audience. So there's three things, activity, content, and audience. Here you can see where people are following your stories. So I have a lot of people following me, um, that's cities or countries, America, Clearly here, followed by Australia, followed by Germany. My Brazil. Brazilian <laughs> What are I you doing Brazil? I have no idea. I have people from... <laughs> actually, on Spotify, a significant amount of my listeners are in Brazil. You should go for an, on tour to Brazil. I need to get a few But more that... listeners there. <laughs> <laughs> But see, then we come down here. Mm -hmm. You have the demographic, like on Facebook in the insights. It says mm. men-women split, age split. Um, and then... The hours of posting, best times to post. Oh my God, you're truly right. Yeah. You're an evening person. Yeah, okay. An evening person. I will go, I will go pro today. <laughs> I will go pro. Then let me know how you go. Yes, I will. <laughs> so how is that when you're um, advertising retreats? Because I'm actually super interested about doing retreats myself. Yeah. Um, with, with a yoga teacher, actually. <laughs> But like, um, how is that? Because I think that's a really big commitment. Yeah. To, to say, okay, we're going to find a place, we're going to bring people from different countries into a location, they're going to fly there, uh, there's the overhead costs, we, wanna, we would like to make it profitable, 
what is the kind of planning that goes into that and then the promotion that goes into that? What are you doing? Um, there's a lot of... Well, first you have to find a place. Mm. Most places that are very... Um, that are very um, beautiful are usually planned out for like the next year. So you need to plan in advance. <laughs> Great. So... Um, you might get lucky now to find a place for the end of 2019, but you could already go into 2020. Mm. Um, so it's always good to plan in advance. You also need to, unfortunately, pay upfront. So mm. you need to, like some, I used to rent a villa in Ibiza, and it comes up to like cost of 8,000 euros. <laughs> and you, for, for how many days is that? A week. Okay. So this is there's different models actually. It's like are are you um are you a teacher who's gonna rent a place and do it all by yourself? Do you go into retreat places where they have, for example, the catering and everything already set up and ready? Then there's a lot less organization for you to do because they do lots of it and they usually have planning uh, uh, paying plans like you may should pay 20% in advance and you 50 by this date and then you pay and pay and this gives you time to actually sign up people and take money from them so you don't have to pay so much in advance. Okay. Cuz I think when you do I do like 6 to 7 retreats and then money becomes an issue if you're always paying out in advance and of course you kind of want to keep track on it as well, you know, so that it's like an even uh, it feels like an even thing you're doing. Um or, like, what happens to me a lot now is that um, actually hotels ask me, can you do a retreat for us? Which is perfect because then I am just giving them a bill of my teaching services cool. and everything else stays with them. So people book with them, they organize the food, the sleeping places, and they offer the space where I teach yoga. So that's my preferred thing right now, of course. But then it's also fun, like, I have one year... Uh, one retreat every year that I teach together with my mom, who's a cook. <laughs> and that is our family retreat. She's in the kitchen, I'm in the yoga room. Um, and this is one that I organize totally by myself every year. And that, that's an easy and a fun one to do. It's only three to four days. So, okay. Yeah. And what kind of promotion? So if, if it's an event mm -hmm. or retreat that you're organizing, what kind of promotion do you do for that? So I have my website. And I put it on um, on my website, of course. So lots of people check on my website. I write newsletters, mm -hmm. so people get into uh, get the information about the newsletter. And then you can post an event on Facebook. This is what I like Facebook for. As I said, you can invite people to that event. Event. And the good thing about Facebook is when you post something in the event, everybody's gonna get notified. It's not just like a feed that you might get lucky somebody sees this or not. When you put it into, uh, you put out an invitation to an event, everybody gets notified. So this is the one good feature about Facebook. Mm. Um, but then I use Instagram and stories. Like my friend Yashim, for example, who does tons of retreats and tons of stories. And you wrote about that on the wall. Stories. She's my Insta story queen. I don't know anybody <laughs> who's doing that many stories, but she says this is what this is what attracts her kind of crowd to go mm. to her retreats. Um, so, and Insta Stories works for her amazing. For me, it doesn't do the same as for her. For me, newsletters work more, mm -hmm. or um, like I'm teaching regular classes and workshops where I do promotions. So, every teacher I think has also made different experiences. Like for me, flyers 
don't really work for mm. other people flyers work uh, I think it depends on your demographics where you live where you teach uh, people are used to flyers or not like for me what really works is just putting an Instagram post on my regular feed okay. people read it um, people know about it and then what I've learned is I think oh I've written about it two weeks ago people would get bored if I do it again and it's so not you can put it every day if you want to um, re repetition is good not everybody sees every feed all the time yeah. and you just go out there if you if you have something important to say to spread just keep on doing it this is something that I've learned as well that repetition uh, can be repeated Like, really, repetition. I found that now with my CD releases. Um, you know, people are like, oh, I didn't even know you had one out. I'm like, and what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you like, I was like, what? <laughs> But they, because not, I think the thing to remember, and of course, okay, with Instagram, we have the algorithm, the magic algorithm that's always changing. Um, and of course, that's the nice thing about the email for Tyler, the email list, because it's in our hands, it's in our control. Um, but not everybody's firstly opening your email, not everybody is looking at your feed. When you have the insights on Instagram, you'd be able to see exactly how many people are looking at your posts. Mm. Not the same people are looking at it. Uh, it's the same with Facebook, you know, it's uh, kind of like an exponential thing. So not, so many people are not seeing your stuff. Mm. Like of all the followers we have, a very small percentage of them are actually opening or seeing. Mm -hmm. So this idea of repeating repeating um rebranding repackaging looking at it from a different angle sharing it slightly differently repeating repeating it totally works yeah that's yeah. how i do it too i'm only really starting to understand that this year yeah I, i but as i say i like social media and i use instagram only for business purposes i don't have a private account i put no private information in it yeah it's for me it's truly only business what does that mean because that's <laughs> that's interesting because I would say the same thing mm -hmm. like even I have a Facebook private account but only because I have to so that I can have a page and also like for the one woman tribe page mm -hmm. like I need the private conto of the private account in order to have the pages but as an individual like I actually don't really consume that stuff I like Instagram a little bit because I like being inspired by people and I think in the same way that you said I like the level of beauty or inspiration that's on there um, much more than Facebook, but like, I wouldn't I wouldn't use it otherwise, you know. In this sense, I wouldn't I wouldn't have it otherwise. So I'm saying that because you said you don't have a private account, but we're sharing so much of ourselves, and you said it's just a business account. But I think for you, it's similar to me. It's a personal brand. Yeah, it is. It's you're very right. But then I think there is some private things that I don't share. Like I yeah. don't put my my kids on Instagram almost ever. Yeah. I keep them really out of it. Um, only a few times when I think, and that is also more about an image thing, when I really feel either for modeling or either for my work as a yoga teacher, it is also important that people know, hey, I'm a mother. Yeah. And I have a lot of topics which concern me as being a mother. Um, or, or even sometimes... It's for me, sometimes I do it for myself because, as you said, it's comparison. I think even in yoga teacher uh, fields, we have comparisons where we are like, oh my God, she's doing that amazing pose. Oh my God, she's here again. She's doing this. And I'm like, 
Yes, and she's 25, and I'm 42, 41, and I have two kids at home, and I'm just going to post that now. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to stay with myself, and I need to be like, sometimes I'm like, yeah. Then I put a picture of me and my kids because I just needed to make sure that I'm getting back to myself of who I really am and what I am, and so I'm using that. But I think there is some accounts who are just like, oh, I'm traveling and this is a nice house I'm seeing here. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm doing this. So I don't do this. I, I, every post always contains, I want to inspire people. I want to get them into more mindfulness. I want to get them into connection. Mm -hmm. So my posts are usually about, like I use quotes a lot or I use as I used to write a lot more before in newsletters, I kind of put that into Instagram posts now. So sometimes I'm just writing about a thought that came up in my mind. Um, make, yeah, that was my cat. <laughs> making that, uh, making that, um, making that thought accessible to other people who I think, and I'm usually always uh, confirmed that it's in someone's head as well, not mm -hmm. just in my head. So I'm using that and um, yeah, or I write about my work. So to that is like promotion, like yeah, like listen, I'm writing on this book, and but then it's also promotion, like because I'm doing this because I want to get it out to people. I want to make people practice at home, or I want to make people find more tools they can use for themselves to get into mindfulness. I understand that. It's the same for me with music. Like I don't, I write music for myself, but it's more than that. Like I want, I have a message that I want to share. I mm -hmm. want to connect into the heart of a person. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to open a conversation about topics that are difficult through putting it in a song. Mm -hmm. You know, so that we can get past mm -hmm. this awkwardness mm -hmm. um, or these taboo things, and and let the song be like a Trojan horse, mm -hmm. but then it, it then expresses something so that people know. Yeah, somebody else thought that too. Mm -hmm. Somebody else had that experience. Or, yeah, I'm not alone. And I think there are lines to it. And I think songs are a little bit easier maybe sometimes to use. Um, there's a lot of soul stripping right now with teachers in yoga. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, it's soul, soul stripping meaning just like you really, it's like you're really getting naked in front of people with yeah. your story. Yeah. And for me, this is very private. And I'm not... I'm, I'm having boundaries to that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there is a lot of exposure, um, which is happening right now. I find a lot about yeah. people getting naked. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes a song can make you very vulnerable naked too, but it still has has a different style to it. I like that. I think it's interesting. So for me, being naked and vulnerable is like, it, it, it is my personal brand. So, like, when I'm on a stage or in my songs, like, I literally, this is how I am as a person. Like, I, I don't know any other way. And I think yeah. there's stages to it. I think there are stages for people that is very accessible. And then there mm -hmm. is some that are so putting it out that, for me, it's sometimes too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I think there is, like, yeah, I've just experienced with teachers, for me, that it's been like, wow. I don't want to feel like you're a consultant when you teach, you know, like, because it's been like, they put out their whole mess in front of you. So that can be, I think, too overboarding, but it, maybe that's a personal thing. You mean putting out, like, all of the challenges that they're personally encountering Headaches. at the moment in their life and, and sharing that with you whilst you're on the mat or in their, for example, Instagram feed? Both. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I'm... 
I practice yoga daily. I love yoga. It's a big part of my life. And uh, I'm just trying to position myself into the mindset of how I would appreciate that or not if I was on the mat. There is a grading to it because I think we can learn a lot through the stories of others and through their experience. Like I have a same. Yeah. And then there's some things that are so super... Yeah, I don't know if we have to like strip naked on social media. Maybe we keep it to the classroom where it's like a closed room with 20 people and share this really private story of what happened. But mm. then social media sometimes is like is like reading on, on, on Instagram some stories. I'm like, wow, this is, this is very naked. <laughs> this mm. is very much here. Mm. That's me. I've, I've sometimes find it's... Yeah, people using that stage to, yeah, get a, get some attention for that, maybe. I felt that recently with the Me Too campaign that was going on, um, that, and this was just my impression, and, you know, we can only see the world through, the own, through our own lens, mm. so it's both true and false at the same time, um, but I felt that there was, how can I say that, yeah, People sharing things to get attention, actually. Because I was like, I just didn't, I don't know. It, not that it felt fake. They could have been real. But I, the way things were written, how the timing of some things, I was just like... There's mm. those fine lines to it. That's why it's hard. It's not, yeah, it's hard to judge it. But this is something like, yeah, when we're talking about it, that's what I like about music. I think you can't do much wrong using music because it puts a different style to the whole thing and it, yeah. it makes it accessible and it, it, it makes it accessible and puts a distance at the same time. Like it's something, yeah, it's beautiful. That's why music is great for this. I love music for that. It's so powerful because. I think it just, it completely cuts off the head. Like, we just step out of the thinking. Mm -hmm. We're totally, it, like... It's bhakti, right? It's what it, we call the bhakti yoga. Yeah, it, it goes under the skin. Yeah. And that's why I say it's like a Trojan horse. Mm. Like, oh, that's how I try to write my songs. Mm. Or even the mantra is mm. like a Trojan horse. So I have an intention that's much more. And people will get it on different levels. Yes. You know, but the most rewarding thing for me is when I come up, like... Uh, so I did a concert. I'm starting to do, um, like, uh, oh, I have the words in German in my head. Um, not concerts, but I'm doing yoga sessions with teachers in a special events, and I'm creating music for this. But I, I write the music for the asana. So it's very, nice. it's really beautiful. When are we working together? Let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm open. I absolutely would love to. Would love to. I love. I would, would love, love to. to too. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to talk about that when the thing is off. <laughs> but what you said about the, I like what you said about the, the working on different levels. Like you're using one, and then you know that it reaches different levels. That's how I use yoga practice because not everybody is there, already all open and receptive to work on their soul or on their heart. But everybody has a pretty easy access to their body. Yes. So whenever we move with the body, it's actually on like one of the first koshas, one of the first layers of being. And then when you work on that, you will work on everything else as well. They don't even know that, but they work on everything. So it's the yeah. same. I think for some people, I, I think this is what's been so incredible. So I've been doing yoga for oh, 17 years. <laughs> and like intensely now again for two years 
but it's been in my life in some way or another for 17 and it's been so interesting in the last 10 years to see this 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 concept explode mm-hmm. like explode like seriously go mental you know it's everywhere now and i think that's because at the minimum someone can get to a center or at home in their jeans roll out a mat and collapse you know and i don't mean collapse in a negative way i mean like surrender themselves to something that they know is good for them Mm-hmm. To be like, I can't think anymore. I just need to get into my body. Mm-hmm. And not, oh, now it's I'm all about I need connection. to pump iron. And yoga is different. It's like a dance. It is. Yeah. It's it's a very graceful graceful way of connecting to yourself. It's yeah. all about connection. It yeah. is all about yeah, connection. It is all about I connection. have to send you a song that I have on there. <laughs> I will send you my song on this. For sure. Oh, my God. Where did the time go? we have gone into the zone. <laughs> so, you're bringing out a new book, your third book, you yes. said. Yes. How is the process of that? Because so I, I find you super interesting also as a creative because you're creating this mindful space for yoga, you're writing these articles for the magazine, you're in front of a camera, as you said, stepping into roles now uh, maybe in a commercial stepping into roles so there's so much creativity mm. but how is the process for you of writing a book from conception to publication mm. so for this book um usually the idea i take a lot of time and i think ideas come when you give it time i have the best ideas on sundays usually uh it's always when it's a day off idea day <laughs> <laughs> it's always when you have time off when you leave silence then I you're actually open to receive and you're actually open to listen because you're not really inventing it's just you're there to listen to what the universe drops into your ears oh (laughs) that's a great idea um so ideas are there and then once you get a little more quiet you get to listen to them and you get to integrate them and then I take time for them to ripen and I've all the books I've actually only written on demand like I haven't been going writing a book and then going to a publishing house and saying do you want to publish this mm-hmm. it was always like there's an idea or this time they they even asked me um like what is like we were talking about because the, the first book for this publishing house Compass sold so well so we were like okay we got to do another one and then I'm like listen I've always been wanting to do this kind of thing um when is this coming out oh well I'm not quite sure but probably in roughly two months oh that's okay I can talk about it (laughs) (laughs) I haven't really been talking about what my new book is about so but that is okay um the the new book is going to be about yoga retreats at home oh yes so I'm leading through five weekends and it's every weekend is dedicated to a different subject. Uh, it can be trust, it can be about happiness, uh, about being connected or letting go or just grounding, mm-hmm. getting grounded. So, and you spend a whole weekend on the subject and I'm leading, through you, leading you through all different kind of perspectives of yoga. So it's not just exercise and physical movement, but it's a lot of, it's mantras. Um, it's meditation, pranayama, and all of this. So actually, I'm taking all these informations because the idea to this book, you were asking me how is the, the process of getting into it, is I'm, I love to teach retreats. 
and I've been wanting to like whatever I do I want to give to more people like this why I do online classes with yoga easy because not everybody is living in a major city like we do um, there's a lot of people who have no access to a uh, to good teacher or to a different variety of teachers so I want to spread I want to spread and the same thing is about not everybody can afford a retreat yeah. and but I think the work in a retreat is so amazing because you really deepen and I think the need and as you said yoga is everywhere now the need and the hunger for it is there so there is a demand um, we, we're longing for a spiritual fulfillment we're longing we're craving some some peacefulness some grounding some happiness some letting go whatever it is and I'm just giving you a, gr a great easy to follow introduction into these subjects which you do by physical exercise by reflection exercise by journaling exercise by all kinds of different exercises uh, even my mom gave some cooking tips like some recipes on uh, how to get into that subject with food so it's a real retreat like we would do in a retreat that's great um and then I take a lot of materials because I'm teaching so many retreats. All my retreats have subjects mm. like the pure you. Like I did a happiness retreat in uh, in Italy three years ago. So I'm having a lot of dates on that already collected. And I'm thinking like, well, you've done that for, I don't know, 18 people. But now you can do it for thousands. So I like to actually use stuff. And maybe it's for you and music the same. Mm. I like to use stuff that I've already been writing I've, I've written it I've thought about it I've collected it and then add on to it mm. so I'm using a lot from my retreats I've been giving and that then makes it easier for me to find a, 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 a follow-up line through like I'm very I'm a very structured person actually when mm -hmm. it comes to that I think that's a good idea though when you're writing a book yeah I mean I, I can connect to what you just said because of the book that I just published. Um, this was something that I had developed. It was me solving a solution for myself. So it was a practice that I developed to help me become more positive mm. and enjoy my life more and appreciate the moment more and just want to jump into my day with curiosity, but also to manage anxiety. It's been a big thing for me. Mm. And, um, but to work with this on a daily basis. And so I was taking a practice that I had actually develop for myself and after three years I was like this has really changed me and my husband and I did it together so and we were both like this is really powerful this has changed mm. us both it's helped us so much mm. um, it's so simple and so then wrapping that into a book but that also needed a red line it wasn't enough just to throw this practice out I had to really think about how am I going to present this to the world <laughs> how do they understand I know storytelling yeah I had to learn about storytelling mm. I'm still learning about it and in a song I'm very comfortable with storytelling in a song mm -hmm. from a lyric perspective mm -hmm. uh, even from the music mm -hmm. but writing is something else mm. it's writing but it's different like writing a book or even a long blog post or something at least for me this is a very different form of storytelling but yeah I needed the red line to go through that whole thing and for me there was a component of scientific um, evidence for mm -hmm. what I'm saying mm -hmm. um, but a lot of it was storytelling mm -hmm. how can people relate to this I don't want to scare people mm -hmm. how I think about the world and my inner process is maybe a little bit too intense for some people so mm -hmm. how can I do that in a more accessible way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
I think a lot of it you learn by doing and by the responses. Like it's yeah. easy when you do have a newsletter or you even your Instagram. Mm -hmm. you use your Instagram and you get feedback on your style of writing. And and then it's, it's the same again as we said about modeling and music. You can't reach everybody. No. But it's to stay true to your own style of writing and to stay true to how you want to communicate and then just stick with it and trust and believe in it. Yeah. Very exciting. I'm looking forward to hear to reading. I'm excited yeah. hearing. We're talking about music. <laughs> <laughs> to reading your book. I had a little look at the second one, Uncommon. Uncommon. Yeah. 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 Yoga practice at home. But really cool how you've done it. Really cool. Thank you. Yeah. How it's set up. It's very different. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, even the new one coming out is is different. To always trying to do something that's not on the market, of course. So to give something new, new impulse. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I think I'm I'm using my background as a model. We working a lot with big pictures. <laughs> it's actually yeah. not much written. No, a little bit. There's a lot of pictures. Um, I'm so fortunate to work with Felix Matus, a great photographer, on the second book as well. Same team, same publishing house, same format. We're getting a big book again, so I'm very happy about that. Um, And do you like structure that yourself? So did you have a vision for what the book was going to yeah, look like? Always. And then you put reach out to your connections and then say it's going to look like this. I need this, this, this. Yeah, I am pretty. I'm the art director from even the <laughs> even the shooting. Like I, both times my whole car was filled up with a lot of stuff from my home actually because <laughs> all the accessories, all the styles. I'm doing the. I did the shopping for the clothes for the uh, jewelry for everything like I'm the art director on set and I'm the art director of the book wow uh, but this is fun part for me and I get to work with an amazing graphic uh designer uh, no it's what's it a graphic is it a graphic designer who graphic designer yeah who structures the book yeah. then so and I love to give people freedom I think that's when work gets the best so I'm trying I want to share my idea and what I learned about creativity is letting go of the process yeah. so I'm, I'm sharing my vision and then I'm saying no it's up to you just make you put your vision to it and then Felix the photographer he has a great eye he sees the location he sees me he knows a little bit about the book and then he puts his to it and I'm very open to receive that and then now especially this new book is going to have a lot of graphic elements in it so I'm like okay I'm going to my graphic designer and I'm like this is the idea of the book but I want you to put a lot of your stuff into it so I love when people get a chance to express theirs and then this is when art happens and I'm fortunate because now um, I have um, a Yamala artist a beautiful Yvonne is her name a Yamala artist and she does she did these amazing Yandalas they're a page full I'm going to show you Yeah. Um, a page full in my book and um, so she gets a special space and they have not been published yet oh they're beautiful so you can see they have all different colors and you can wow. use them to meditate and there's always going to be a huge page oh that's going to be stunning yeah that's beautiful How would you? How do we? How do we describe it? See, I would. You, you call it a yandala. Yandala, because that is her brand. It's okay. more like a mandala. That's what I was going to say. It reminds me of a mandala. It is a mandala. But, a mandala, yeah. you say. That's how I say it. Australian, you <laughs> mandala. know, you say everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know. <laughs> The Germans say mandala. Man, mandala. Okay. Um, and she calls hers yandala because it's her her brand also. Uh, and there's 
there's more story to it, which you will find out in the book. Um, yeah, but you can use it for meditation. It's beautiful how she works with the colors and she puts affirmations to it. Can you do some music to it? We should we should have even we should have even for each weekend we could have a music. Oh I would write it. We could do it. Absolutely. I'm totally We need to talk about that. We have to talk. (laughs) You know how people will love that when they have like oh no, they have like even a CD with the music for each weekend. A part of the book has been, the book I just did was doing guided meditation with music. Oh, nice. But I'm very happy just to write music. Yeah. It's excellent because I'm already giving a lot of input on mantras that you mm. can use for this subject or this oh topic. Oh, my God. Give me the mantras. I'm writing, because I'm, I'm, I'm in the pr- process of composing a mantra EP release. I've done yeah. the first two. I think I sent you the first one. Oh. Yeah, I had one. Yeah. yeah beautiful. But the rest will be released together. So I'm always looking for new mantras. Okay. We're going to talk. um and and the books are on amazon i saw it always on amazon you get them in in germany you get them in every bookstore Mm -hmm. like there yeah there you can find them everywhere it's pretty good it's been so beautiful talking to you thank you so much um i have one favorite question to end the podcast with and i have a hunch of your of your answer but i'm curious anyhow if there was one statement that you could leave the world with, what would it be? It's all about connection. <laughs> and you. <laughs> Thank you for connecting with me. I'm very grateful to be on your podcast. Very welcome. My first. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe to us. For all of the show notes on today's episode, head on over to onewomantribe.co. Have a beautiful day and remember, do what empowers you.